1: Hello everybody and welcome back to the P1 podcast with Matt and Tommy. Yes, it's Friday. It's quality day, but not the only quality day. We've got another quality, we've got two races, we've got lots of action, lots of dopamine, lots of TikTok content in the world of Formula One. Yes, it is a sprint race weekend. And aren't we happy to see it, eh, Tom Bellingham? It's a Friday early evening podcast recording, and we've had qualifying.
2: We have. Uh, I'm not a fan of this format, but I'm going to keep it positive because that was a really good qualifying session. So let's ignore tomorrow. That was very good. I enjoyed it. (laughs) He means ignore tomorrow as in we don't talk about it yet, not let's not
1: watch tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. We're, we're going to be on Twitch, don't worry. Yes, we will. Nice stuff. Now, before we get into it, let's read out a five-star review. This one comes in from Marengi in Egypt. I don't know what it is about this podcast. Maybe it's the combination of Matt's energy, the calm presence of Tommy, and of course, Frank's serious opinions. It started by watching funniest tweets every now and then. Now I can't keep off any piece of content, whether it's Watchalong's podcasts, or videos. Well, thank you so much. Merengi or Merengi? Either merengue, or thank you. Merengi. Thank you so much for the for the review. If you want yours to be read out, please do leave us a five-star review. We read every single one of them uh, and let us know why you love this podcast. It helps us a lot. Okay, let's start with Q1 then, shall we? And we had Sonoda, Joe, Sargent, Magnuson, and DeVries out. It was quite I was gonna say chaotic. More so the fact of track limits than perhaps track chaos and queues, because that was the one thing coming into this weekend they were talking about a lot. I know the drivers were asked about particular qualifying formats, likes of signs and Alonso, I think both of them said about one lap qualifying, potentially splitting uh, Q1 into two groups, all kinds of stuff that were being spoken about. Although you'd think Monaco would be the one that really hammer that down. Um, but there wasn't as much traffic as many traffic problems as I thought there was going to be.
2: No, it was more track limits, wasn't it? I mean, if they did one lap qualifying here, my God, would anyone have even got a lap? You'd probably only had about six cars set a lap because so many people got track limit warnings. Someone we'll talk about later got a lot of them. Um, But yeah, it's always been a problem at Austria track limits, hasn't it? Um, The nature, it's hard to know what to do with it. It's just the nature of these kind of rocket ship cars now that are so fast and they're flying through very quick corners they've got pretty poor visibility that they always mention in these new cars and look it's very it's very easy for us to say just stay on the track but um a lot of drivers have complained before that it really isn't that uh, easy as it looks um but yeah th- this always happens in austria and uh sometimes it bites you and it bit a few people
1: it certainly did. Uh, one of them being... I was going to say, did Nick DeVries have a lap deleted or was he just slow? Uh, no, I think he was just slow. Yeah. Uh, not great for Nick Because that DeVries. was the big talking point. Nick DeVries, of course, in the tauri A lot of pressure on him at the moment uh, just by not really performing uh, currently in his rookie season, although he didn't want to be called a rookie coming into this. Uh, perhaps now he wants to be labelled really a rookie. Yeah. <laughs> a question from at sick underscore review. What will happen to De Vries. Now, there's a lot of talk about, of course, the summer break is is coming up at the end of this month, but we've still got four Grand Prix until that happens, which is crazy to think. All the content is coming your way. Do not worry. Um, but when we get to that point, usually in Formula One, that is the time where one-year contracts are decided in terms of is there going to be an extension? Are you going to be yeeted? There's plenty of conversations that happen and Nick De Vries is certainly one of them. Uh, what do we think is going to happen? Well, if he continues on this route, not a lot in terms of his future in Formula 1, in my opinion. I'm not going to be too harsh because he was a couple of tenths off Sonoda, which, I mean, it is a very short lap, so that is actually more than two yeah. tenths. But it was very close in that in that Q1 exit. That being said, he's still starting last. It's not going to go down well.
2: No, it's not. I mean, we've come into this race with... Helmet Marco essentially slandering Nick DeVries on a podcast, saying that uh, it was on someone's podcast. I can't remember which one it was, but I've seen the clip circulating around on social media. And, you know, they asked, Have you ever disagreed on a driver before? And uh, Helmet Marco said, Yes, Nick DeVries. Uh, and turns out Horner was right. And uh, Horner didn't want Nick DeVries. Uh, so pretty savage for Helmet Marco to say that. Uh, so he's already. You know, under pressure from Helmut Marko, you're going into Red Bull's home race in Austria at the Red Bull ring and stick it P20. Uh Not uh, not the best performance from De Vries yeah. He's going to be under a lot of pressure. I dare say he needs a bit of a, a miracle to save his season now.
1: Although if you told him, out of qualifying, you're only five places behind Perez, you're probably... You're probably buzzing, aren't you? Yeah, you know uh, that. Yeah. yeah. Although to be fair, Paris' current run of form, perhaps not. Um, but yes, that was that was Q one. Magnussen as well, probably worth mentioning. Hulkenberg had an amazing qualifying in Q three again. Magnussen, on the other hand, another Shocker. washed qualifying. You know, we were we've spoken about these two, and potentially not being much between them. But Hulkenberg, right now, despite not getting the lucky maybe deserved in Canada, he is outperforming his teammate, especially in qualifying at the moment.
2: Yeah, he is. Magnussen having another shocker. And Magnussen's been good here in the past. I remember, I think he got like a P5 or something uh, in the the rich energy days. Um, and like that was completely unexpected. Uh, an amazing result. So yeah, K-Mag being all the way down in 19th. Uh, and one thing I failed to put on the sheet that I just remembered is that Valtteri Bottas snuck through by the skin of his teeth uh, into the session. He actually had a spin as well, which caused... Uh, a red flag for a little bit. He Certainly okay, he did got going again.
1: Yeah, we thought he might be beached there for a while, but he managed to find gear eventually, uh, and yes, yeah, knocked through, outqualified his teammate, which we didn't think would be an achievement for Bottas uh, when they became teammates. But it turns out it is uh, with the uh, current runner form of, of how well Joe has been doing recently. Um, so yeah, that is Q. Oh, sorry, I need to mention Yuki Tsunoda also. Sorry, Tommy, I know you don't want to talk about it, but he also got knocked out in Q one. Is there going to be another 11th on the cards? Is he going to come steaming through the field for zero? Well, it'll be zero points anyway, um, <laughs> even if he finished P10 in the sprint tomorrow. But is it is it another
2: shocking weekend for AlphaTauri? Uh I mean, AlphaTauri, yeah, they're not looking good at all, are they? And they're actually going to have a bit of a rebrand soon, um, apparently. So maybe that will... Uh, help them do a bit better. Who knows? But yeah, they are. They're they're not looking great. And you know, Helmut Marko has been saying that. Look, this team isn't really working. We need to just copy Red Bull. Um, which <laughs> fair fair point. Although not Perez's Red Bull. But we'll get onto that.
1: <laughs> we will indeed. Q2 now. Let's move to the big talking point, which was that Sergio Perez out 15th. Had all of his laps deleted, pretty much, his lap time that he actually posted is a two-minute six. So if anyone was doubting how yeah. much faster Verstappen is, you've got proof that he is one minute a lap faster uh, at, this, at this rate. But seriously, on a serious note, Sergio Perez, what is he doing? I, I, even the, um, the the post-race interview that Christian Horner had going on Sky, Horner's usually very measured, doesn't really say anything to give away anything, right? He's always, yeah, "Yeah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. But he kind of showed an element of frustration in that. I know it was kind of masked a little bit in humour of like, oh, you know, I'm so frustrated sort of thing. But he did say that and he said, look, one strike, fine, two strikes. And then to do it a third time as well, it's... Fourth time. Or fourth time, however many times he tried, (laughs) he messed up every time. Now, there was, of course, a car in front of him. That's what he was sort of blaming that the aero wash just pushed him a little bit wide. But he had three and a half tenths in the locker going into that final sector. You're in a Red Bull. Just get out the car and walk it across the line and see yourself in Q3. It's unforgivable, Tommy. Four times in a row, Sergio Perez has not made Q3. In a Red Bull.
2: It's, it's shocking. And actually, just to throw probably... I'm going to throw two stats out here, which just really twist the knife. So if you're a Sergio Perez fan, cover your ears. But I forgot as well that he didn't actually make it out in Australia. So Perez has managed to be get knocked out in Q3 more than he's made it into Q3 this season. In a Red Bull. That I've also heard shocking i haven't fact-checked this it's right if you're gonna say nico hulkenberg <laughs> <laughs> nico hulkenberg in a hass has been in q3 more times than perez this season what i think what that proves is nico hulkenberg's the goat maybe but it also shows how is perez doing that and and max has you know been completely dominant so he kind of forget about it, and it's kind of not... You just kind of forget that this is the case. But when they were saying, oh, Max, it's your fourth pole in a row, and you think, so Max has got four poles in a row, and Perez has been not even in Q3 four times in a row. It, it, it's like complete opposite, you know. And and this is the car that, that there's all this debate of, do they need to peg them back? They're so, you know, they're so clear, Red Bull... They've built the best car ever. This is awful. Like f ones so boring now because uh, Red Bull are too quick, and Perez isn't even getting into to Q3. It's absolutely shocking. It is. Unforgivable. He had the pace though. He had the pace today.
1: That's the problem. Is that it yeah, wasn't yeah. a lack of pace that caused him to not make it through to Q3. He was on Max's level, but he How just do you couldn't keep it. Within the in, in, in the white lines. And yes, it was marginal. Yes, it was a couple of millimetres the wrong way. But it's the same for everybody. And everyone was having their lap times deleted. The one thing I will say is that yes, there were other people also making the same mistake, but not as frequently as Perez did. Um, and it was well, no incredibly one it to the costly. point where they
2: didn't even get a lap. Yeah, No one did it to the point where they didn't even get a single lap in. And that's Sorry, mate, had a two six
1: on the board? That could have easily seen him two to Q3. I
2: think that's an outlap, though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, <it's not. laughs> I think yeah. that's what it is. It's not yeah. even probably
1: a real lap. So,
2: yes, very
1: shocking for Perez. Um, question from carlife 007. After Perez not making Q3 in the last four qualifying sessions, are questions going to start being asked at Red Bull whether or not Checo is the right driver to have? Oh, it's such it's such a difficult question because it really does depend on how many eggs Red Bull are genuinely putting in Max's basket. Like, it is a long-term contract that Max is with them for. But the problem that Red Bull have is that they fully rely on Max being interested in driving in Formula 1 for many, many, many years to come. And he's already said that that might not be the case because he's getting bored of winning. So... Uh, it's difficult. Uh, he's not there when Max has gone. No, uh, no, no, though, oh, yeah, that's, that's true. It's true. But I just in terms of like, when do they start kicking in a development programme in order to get that second driver, whoever they decide to eventually take over from Max, to be their number one driver? Because it's not going to be Perez. Yeah. Perez is obviously a little bit too old anyway, if he was showing potential. But it's it's a difficult one. Do you start a, a Lawson in there now or a Yuki Tsunoda in there now? And because are they going to do any worse than what Perez is doing right now? No, probably no. not. But at the same time, do you want to shake up this current system that they have? Max is carrying it, of course. But I don't see them making ridiculously harsh decisions at this stage because Perez has been good this year. We cannot just use recency bias in the last four Q3s, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. He has done very well at the start of the year. If he picks it back up again, we'll stop talking about it. But if this continues for the rest of the year, that's when it becomes a rather large issue, I think.
2: It's really weird, isn't it? The fact that it it sounds ridiculous to say, but because the Red Bull is so good, even though Perez is somehow, you know, not making the car look very good and there's the biggest, you know, chasm between teammates, it's actually saving Perez because Max is almost winning the Constructors' title on his own, basically. And it doesn't really matter. Like, Perez isn't challenging him, so they don't have to worry about team orders, you know, said it so many times but uh other other teams look at you know Rosberg and and Hamilton that car gets good you've got two drivers on similar and it gives the team a headache whereas at the moment it's not giving them a headache and while it is embarrassing that Perez is getting you know uh, you know all these horrendous performances part of you thinks does it really matter for Red Bull their star driver is delivering you know dare dare i say it's making max look even better and cementing his legacy even more that that it's making max look incredible uh which for for a company like red bull that it's all about you know image and marketing and you know they've just got max and they're just focusing on max and it's like wow look how well max is doing Uh, and it's savage but uh, part of me thinks that oh, no, anyway, with <laughs> Sergio, like, to a point, because still going to finish third, fourth in the... Con- well, maybe at this rate, who knows, but they're still going to win the Constructors' title, aren't they? So
1: They should do. Uh, however, I guess on the flip side of that, you say, oh, no, anyway, but everyone seems to be predicting, and whether this will come true or not is another matter, that Red Bull will be pegged back eventually, especially next year when we go into development of the car and the penalties that they face after the breach of the cost cap there are things that potentially will wipe away their three, four-step advantage that they currently have where they can't just rely on Max to win races because if you have two good Mercedes slotting in in second and third and potentially taking race wins away from Max, that's when you get problems and that's when the constructors start to When he needs a rig, and
2: stuff, yeah. yeah. And then and you know, how, how and long
1: do you wait as Red Bull to go, all right, Paris, you either pick your game up and start doing a Bottas, and you know everyone used to slate Bottas, but Bottas had the greatest Q3 streak of all time. I don't know if it is of all time, but it was definitely... Well,
2: it's, I think it was a yeah. record, yeah. yeah like He'd
1: he, he never missed a Q3 whilst at Mercedes, did he? Which as long as he was running or
2: something. Yeah. Yeah. So so it no, is No, ever. Ever. <laughs> <So> <laughs> it was ever, yeah. What a man, what a man. Yeah, um, and sorry, and you, you, you're right that you look at 2021, say Max is in another battle with, you know, a Lewis Hamilton or whatever going for the title. Shall. Okay, shall, whatever. (laughs) Just just (laughs) let me put the imagination on. Yeah. yeah. Perez Perez being, you know, down there in whatever, like, you know, out in Q2, out in Q1 sometimes, battling Stroll at Monaco for 16th. It doesn't do any good for Max when he needs, you know, strategy. And look how close that title was with Hamilton and how every single thing mattered Um, you know Perez played his part in Abu Dhabi of course as well and if he's not there it's not going to happen for him so yeah for now they're fine but yeah could could be a problem later on
1: exactly as well just with that point I said to you on the on the twitch watch along that we did just before we signed out was that Ferrari is second and third. Max is on his own. Everyone seems to be hyping up that Max's race pace and Rebels' race pace was, was shocking and that Mercedes were really quick and yada, yada, yada. If Max genuinely does have or doesn't have as much race pace as, as perhaps we've all been accustomed to this year, Leclerc and signs and Ferrari could play a blinder mm-hmm. with the strategy that's what i've just said out loud but i'm wearing a ferrari top and it worked and they were second and third today in qualifying so i'm feeling confident but that's the problem he then is vulnerable if max is not any quicker than the cars behind but we'll wait and see i still think he's got a little bit in the locker yeah he's got some time
0: selling a little or a lot
1: This episode is sponsored by Tennis Channel Plus. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros where the world's best players battle it out for a chance to win the French Open title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Don't miss a moment with daily live coverage and match replays on demand beginning Monday, May the 20th. Be there for all the unforgettable moments. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus. Other drivers to talk about, of course, Ocon out in Q2. Biggest flop, just saying. Uh, Piastri as well. But uh, this was changing a lot, wasn't it? We were like, ah, oh, you know, Ocon's through, then he wasn't. Piastri was through, then he wasn't. Deleted lap times. Bottas, I think, was always out, unfortunately. And, of course, Perez had his, his uh, laps deleted as well. So it was one of those chaotic sessions that even though the session had ended, there were still lap times being deleted.
2: Yeah. And then, yeah, of course, Russell, uh, the, the other big shock, um, being out in, in the session, which, dare I say... You know, obviously, nowhere near as bad as Sergio Perez. Let's not bring that one into the atmosphere. But he is struggling a bit uh, this season. Just you know, he's had a had an absolute shocker in Canada. Not got a huge amount of points on the board. Dare I say it compared to to Hamilton this season? Well, let me let me roll uh, in the question from at
1: annex underscore Max Tech. Why has Russell been so much slower than Lewis this season?
2: Hamilton's better. <laughs> I think, Jeez. I think the, He is, though. And I think this season, I think this season has shown that last year, you know, Russell did incredibly well uh, to beat Hamilton. But in a season where maybe they're completely on a level playing field in terms of and, you know, Russell's had some issues and hit the wall and had some problems as well. We're seeing the sort of normal balance. And I think Hamilton is having a, a really solid maybe underrated season in a a Merc that's maybe not all that
1: yeah when will that Merc become all that we will have to wait and see but I I, I think it's a bit harsh to say so much slower I think Russell when they first became teammates Hamilton seemed to be a couple of tenths quicker that's what he seemed to always have in hand and of course things went wrong for him or he was testing experimental setups with the car that was shocking and so on and so forth but that does seem to be the trend that Hamilton has a little bit over Russell but I I wouldn't say that Russell is completely and utterly washed uh, at at this stage you know he missed out on Q3 by four hundredths of a second and you know sometimes just don't doesn't get the rub of the green um, and and perhaps a little bit slower this time out but I fully expect him to have a a decent race uh, on Sunday So, so let's see how that goes with Russell as we now go to Q3 it was actually a lot closer than we expected Max of course taking pole again But Charles Leclerc, coming out of nowhere, dropped a little fastest middle sector to send me down the copium hole (laughs) and um, missed out on pole by less than half a tenth.
2: It was incredibly close. Yeah, when it was confusing who was going to, you know, challenge Max and we've seen it before at this track because it's a really good track for qualifying and that was a brilliant session. I really, really enjoyed it because it is such fine margins and you get the corner slightly wrong on a, such a small track it can cost you a huge amount of time um, and obviously because it's such a short track the gaps are really close as well uh, and look I'm sure as a Ferrari fan uh, the way their season's going you'd have absolutely taken it Leclerc being on the front row only point zero um, four off uh, Verstappen and yeah science looked uh, pretty good as well so um looked better got- than Leclerc for most yeah, of the sessions did. Yeah,
1: and then Leclerc absolutely sent it in that last sector to try and make up some
2: time. Yeah, I mean, dare I say it, but hopefully, you know, we saw in Canada and we said what might have been. They got their tire wear seemingly sorted. Helmet Marco said that them up. That he, yeah, they genuinely saying, thought
1: Ferrari could win of have won the Canadian Grand Prix had they not had a terrible qualifying.
2: And now they've got that good qualifying. So stop. Look. Stop it. Stop it, Tommy. Charlene Tommy, I'm starting to
1: hope. Stop.
2: Okay, I can feel it. Carlos, You're going to have to decide your own strategy again, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> it could happen.
1: Oh, stop! I can't. I can't do this. I can't, it's been one year since Ferrari last won, and it was round Austria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so let's see if they can somehow create a miracle but Max is on his own so hopefully their tyre wear isn't washed. Question from monkey underscore man 16. Does Leclerc have a serious chance in the sprint or the race or will Max just fly away unless Leclerc can get ahead at turn one? Well I think previously I wouldn't just base Leclerc getting ahead at turn one because the amount of time Charles Leclerc had pole position and lost the race, his uh, obviously his ratio pole to win is absolutely horrendous but as Tommy sort of suggested, the Canadian Grand Prix has given a little bit of hope there. There is, you know, Russell saying that Red Bull seemingly has taken a step backwards towards us and all this sort of stuff. I'm still hesitant to say that they're going to have a chance. We'll see tomorrow as well, because, of course, tomorrow's the sprint, it's the spoiler. Uh, so we'll definitely know what will happen on Sunday. After tomorrow, when we have the sprint shootout qualifying and then, of course, the sprint race. Uh, so, yeah, we'll get a teaser as to whether or not the uh, Ferraris can stay with Max in the first stint. Uh, and if they can, you whoa, you best believe I am ready for a Sunday of glory.
2: Yeah, you, you'll be, uh, if the, the sprint is good, you'll be saying it's the best format ever. Absolutely. And if Ferrari benefit <laughs> from it,
1: greatest format ever.
2: As a Ferrari fan, do you, would you rather it be dry tomorrow? Um, it's difficult.
1: No, I think because I, I'm always a action fan first over, you know, Charlotte winning as much as I would probably at this stage. I am so thirsty, Tommy. I, I need a Charlotte Leclerc <laughs> win. Um, I am always about, you know, the spectacle and an amazing race. And I think that having a wet qualifying and a wet sprint and then we have a dry Sunday is the perfect way of making a sprint of this format work because we don't get Sunday ruined by Saturday because it's completely different conditions. And this is what they should do anyway is have different tires. If they are, if it's dry for Saturday so that Sunday is not ruined, but for some reason they don't do that, Tommy. And they just like to spoil the Sunday by doing Saturday for eight points. Maybe they'll change it eventually. Sorry, I got a little bit angry there. I was calm, supposed to save down this dear. until Saturday
2: and Sunday. Yeah, we'll save, it, we'll save the slander for tomorrow. <laughs> but you, you know what I mean, then. You're on the yeah, same boat. Yeah, I do. I do. I'm on, I'm on the same boat. And look, maybe this is what we need for tomorrow's sprint. We need a bit of weather, a bit of a sprinkling of rain. So, I mean, the sprint is is calling out for, and we've not had it yet, but all oh my days, if this could happen... The only way the sprint would be good, because I've said it before so many times that there's not enough variables and they don't pit, so it doesn't matter. If you had a dry, wet track, like, is it going to be dry? Is it inters? And it's just in that middle thing, and you might get a tyre change. Do you risk it? Do you go to the end? Because it's only a short race. That would be a banger. So That would be a stone cold we just, banger. We need, some, we need some rain, but just the perfect amount, please. Is that too much to ask? Who are you asking?
1: The weather. The weather gods. Okay, fair. It does seem from my extensive Googling of, of the weather that it's going to be more inters to wets, if anything. But we'll see. I've typed in Spielberg weather, so that could be anything because it's up in the hills, isn't it? So, uh, yes, we will see how that unfolds. But I'll, I'll take a wet, a wet day tomorrow just for, for something different. Question from Agton Arn. Could Lando get a P2 in the race because Ferrari is washed on Sundays? Right? Can we let's let's get rid of that part because Ferrari are on the, are on the off the back of Canada and they did well yeah. in the race. However, Lando was actually quite disappointed with his qualifying lap. Uh, his final attempt, he was saying about track limits and and you know you, you have to risk it or get off the throttle and things like that. And it seemed like there was more in the tank uh, for Lando Norris in qualifying. Just how much I don't know perhaps a, a p3 would have would have been on the cards i think p2 and p1's probably out of out of shot for him but to say that in a mclaren that's of course had some updates and he's saying globally the car feels better um it's amazing how mclaren can go from the most washed car in the world in in, in round <laughs> 1 again and they turn up to austria and they're like ah oh god this this track is easy and and lando's right up there
2: yeah i mean mika hakkinen earlier this season said that when you know i think uh mclaren are going to be the one to challenge red bull and by the end of the season when they've got their upgrades they'll be on red bull's pace and you know early on in that session we're like oh my god is mika Häkkinen like absolutely just nailed this because mclaren were looking amazing but not to burst the bubble on mclaren fans but this has always been a very good track uh, particularly for Lando norris he has been so good around here think of the um you know the five-second penalty. One yeah. year, the five-second penalty thing. Um, I think they said that you know he's had amazing results here. He got a, a a podium here before as well. I think his first podium, wasn't it? So, look, he's he's really good around here. The McLaren uh, is working well um, in his hands, but I think McLaren just need to hope that they get to another track and they can maintain it because they are the most flip-floppy team, uh, probably on the whole grid, really
1: they are and i feel for mclaren fans that might be listening at the moment because you don't know whether you're coming or going right now you're like oh we're out in q1 oh my god we're on the second row of the grid we could have got pole there's all kinds of stuff going for you for you lot and i i, I do feel for you um because it is a yeah it's a tale of very much two two halves this mclaren season at the moment but fingers crossed it looks like it's going in the right direction uh, so let's see uh, how lando can do tomorrow in qualifying
2: again yeah i I know this is i can't get my head around it because when we were having the question about um will ferrari do well do they have a chance in the sprint it didn't really clock in my brain that like they could qualify sorry but they could like 14th and 15th tomorrow for the sprint Uh, oh no but but first first, and second it's okay first and second (laughs) but but you know it could be a completely different order for the sprint and then no, sorry. I'm going to save the sprint slander for tomorrow.
1: Sprint slander for tomorrow. <laughs> Set your alarms, everybody. Tommy's going to this pop is, off. And this is
2: Mr. I hate practice as well. I that's know.
1: God, oh, this, yeah, that's right. Well, you know, we but have to wait and see. Today was. We've teased the it. content. Get ready. Um, okay, so we now move to, well, I mean, Tommy, you're not going to like talking about this one. Lance Stroll out-qualifying Fernando Alonso. Didn't happen. Is that Alonso no. being washed or Stroll had a really good qualifying? Or a bit of both? Didn't happen. No, didn't it happen. Good lord. I thought it. I was the most deluded fanboy here.
2: <laughs> um yeah, good good luck from from Stroll. Uh Aston didn't look particularly great around here. Um, Let's just pause I this.
1: Take... Aston didn't look particularly good around here. Qualify sixth and seventh. Let's just go to the start of the year, pre season. Yeah. Imagine well, saying yeah. that. It's crazy, isn't it?
2: It is crazy. But they were quite a way off, were they not? Um, yeah, they weren't close. Yeah, yeah, half a second. So look, we can't all be Ferrari in absolute goats come catching uh red bull yeah come uh, on. here they come <laughs> yeah here they come is it gonna happen but yeah Imagine half a if second red bull just
1: fall off and they become the fourth fastest team you got perez qualifying 20th every day every every grand <laughs> prix weekend and the ferrari's are mounting a comeback for the rest of the season uh that i'm just giving you an insight everybody for to what i dream about most yeah, most weekends yeah. so Matt's you
2: dream. you we're just, we just it's going to get to the end of the season. And you're just creating made up scenarios. To Absolutely. Talk about the it's the only
1: way I cope, to be honest with you.
2: <laughs> and the final talking point, which we kind of mentioned, but
1: let's mention it again. Hulkenberg, Q3 again, fantastic work in that Haas. He's, he's doing a great job. Um, and as we said, statistic wise, he's, he's reached Q3 more than Perez, which is quite something uh, to, to behold.
2: Yeah. Can't wait for him to finish 16th on Sunday.
1: Yep. Yeah. But look, Sorry, was, but it's it was true. yeah. Look, he was unlucky. Him. It's the house. He was unlucky because he 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 pit just after uh, just before the safety car came out. Otherwise, he might have been scrapping for a point or two. But let's see. That is it. That's qualifying. That's done. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow for qualifying and. The sprint race, which will be live on Twitch for both of them. Set your alarms. 11 a.m. UK time for the sprint shootout. Half three, isn't it, for the the sprint? I believe so, yeah. yeah. So see us just before then uh, on both of those times on Twitch. Tommy, what's your final thoughts?
2: My final thoughts are I was going to say that I really just want something a little bit different to spice it up. So I was going to say that I'll be in my Ferrari merch tomorrow, but then I realised that actually... That's not the case because I need it for Sunday. So maybe Sunday we'll get we'll get on the Ferrari hype train.
1: I don't know whether <laughs> I'm happy or sad about that. I don't know what's going to happen. Let's see what we can concoct. Because look, you, you were so convinced of a Verstappen walk, a walking what's the word? Yeah, a okay, walking Walker. it. That's the one. Um, but I feel something. I felt something in my bones, and it's coming. It is Charles I Leclerc. Think.
2: It's not going really to is it? says,
1: No, it's not. I'll I take the it predictions. Says, it's fine. The predictions can go in the bin. I'll take a look at that win.
2: True. I think it's the three seconds that Grace wore a Ferrari hat in our Twitch watch along earlier, and it just transferred the power straight to Ferrari. And uh, look, it would be great to see. It really, it really would. Please. Um, but we have to wait till Sunday because this grid doesn't matter tomorrow
1: it does for eight points Tommy don't be silly eight points on the line tomorrow this grid order Ah, for tomorrow uh, for Sunday yeah 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 Yeah. cool 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 yeah definitely totally completely up to speed thank you everybody (laughs) we'll see you very soon for another piece of content as we say we'll be live twice tomorrow on Twitch Matt P1 Tommy if you don't follow us already and we'll see you
0: then bye
1: bye
2: Is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.
0: Hold up.